sponsor and the home of all of the official 30 and Nerdy swag is Advertising Expressions. Juice, what would Superman be without the big S on his shirt? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And what about Iron Man? What, what if he couldn't slap that Stark Industries logo on everything? You know, Clark and Tony, they probably go to Advertising Expressions, like us, for all their advertising needs. Oh, yeah. And so should you. And when you need your own symbol, like for work, church, school, a team of super friends maybe, check out Advertising Expressions. They can help you get your name and logo in front of as many people as possible, as often as possible, for as long as possible. That's right. So whether you're a billionaire, playboy, philanthropist, or faster than a speeding bullet, check out Advertising Expressions at advertising-expressions.com. Or give them a call at 423-586-3270. And tell them the nerds at 30 and Nerdy Podcast sent you. Back, nerds and nerdettes. <laughs> it is the mid-season premiere of 30 and Nerdy Podcast. <laughs> we have come up on the back half of of this season, and we have we have planned things. And this month, we are dedicating to the Hobbit. I'm so excited. I, I know you've been extremely excited about this one. I've wanted to do this since probably day one, mm-hmm. since there was a, a 30 and Nerdy an podcast. idea. It was like, hey. There was once an idea. The Hobbit. <laughs> so, uh, not your normal greeting. I get it, but I just wanted to to just come into this different for this episode, at least. Sure. Just kind of a, a cash, little cash greeting. Uh, so, we have taken a little bit of a mid-season break, and we're back. However, we really didn't take much of a break, because no. there were two things dropped. Uh, a little special 30 and Nerdy Presents things going on uh that we just couldn't help but talking about oh yeah um great stuff one of those things being cm punk returning and SummerSlam, and uh we were fortunate enough to uh well i was at least you were sick and emma was sick yeah. uh got to interview steven uh who is the writer and one of the stars and creator of the show called Grode. And right now it is just a YouTube series, but they are currently in this crowdfunding uh, uh, experiment to get money, to raise money, to actually turn it into a show. Mm. And the really exciting thing about this is it has Jim O'Hare in it, yeah. who's playing Grode, who most of you Parks and Recs fan would know as Larry, Terry, Jerry, Jerry Gary, Gary, whichever one he's going by that season. Uh, he is the lead, Grode, and... Uh, and the, what I have gotten to see of this YouTube uh, special, uh, the the few episodes they've done via Zoom, is it's hilarious stuff. Mm-hmm. It's basically, it's a wonderful life in reverse. So, the interview is uh, out there. You can find it wherever you cast your pod. Uh, it's 30 and Nerdy Podcast Presents Growed with Stephen Cogan. And so, it's basically, so... Clarence was an angel sent from heaven to teach George a lesson about how his life matters. Well, what happens 
if you had a guardian demon instead of an angel <laughs> who was sent to earth to mess your life up. So that's basically the premise of it. And it's funny stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's very comical. Uh, and, and Jim O'Hare performing Groat is, is hilarious. So you all should definitely check it out. And in the show notes of that interview is all the links. Instagram, you can follow them on Twitter, uh, Stephen's personal Insta Instagram, and their GoFundMe, their crowdfunding site, which their first goal is 10000 and they are a little over 40% of the way there. And with 10000 they can do their first episode. Actually filming it, you know, in an apartment, mm -hmm. in the streets, stuff like that, instead of it being on YouTube via Zoom. And then they'll shop it around. So it sounds very much like an Adult Swim type, yes. type of thing. It's it's kind of the comedy reminds me a little bit of. Uh, I mean, like, is it a little, you know, adult? It is a little adult, but it's not like super bad adult. Okay. It's you know it's kind of like the what's that show that John C. Riley did on Adult Swim? Oh. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. He, he was like the news anchor. Kind of along the lines of that kind of comedy mm -hmm. a little bit. Uh, he was definitely, obviously, pulled from Parks and Rec mm -hmm. and The Office oh, yeah. and stuff like that. Because those are kind of like the high bar of comedies yeah, yeah, yeah. in our generation. So that is something you should definitely check out. Um, so, But this is We Are Officially Back. We have a full episode. Yeah. Well, and we should probably talk about Beth Crowley, too. Yes, we did get to do a fantastic sit down with Beth Crowley. She was just so great to talk to, so personable, like and you could tell that all these things that we love, she shares mm -hmm. a passion with all that stuff. And then it's cool because she then turns that into music, you yeah. know? So it's pretty cool. And if you haven't seen any of her stuff, definitely go to YouTube and check out Beth Crowley. She just released In the End mm -hmm. a little while back, and that is based on The Witcher. And she did like a full video for it. It's really cool stuff. Go check it out. Yes, the interview is up wherever you cast your pod. And we also have the video version up on our YouTube uh, where you actually get to see Beth and uh, see us talk to her. And she has been so amazing to bless us with the opportunity and have the, uh, the rights to use her In The End song as our credits moving yeah. forward. Uh, for the rest of the season. So thank you so much, Beth, yeah. because I love In the End. I have now listened to her entire list on iTunes. Wow. Uh, and she has, there's one song that I really love, uh, Happy, and um, it's it's really good. Jeez, you should listen to it. Okay. And you can just, while you're listening to it, picture me blaring this song in my car oh. singing to it. Okay. Yes. And so there's, there's another one. Personal attachment. Yes. To it, you might personal say. attachment. Okay. All right. I got it. And there's also <laughs> a one called Musicals, which she's oh. like, I wish my life were like a musical. Okay. And she sings about, you know, I could get voice lessons from the creepy phantom. I could sing about the seasons of love and get rated R puppets. And uh, it's really great. It's She has got some fantastic music that's not even like in her most recent of YouTube that dates way back mm -hmm. to her early days. That's just amazing. Well, I did go. She, we talked on the interview about, you know, I thought she reminded me so much of Amy Lee. And mm -hmm. we talked about My Immortal. And she said, oh, I think I did that. And I went back and I found it. And she did. And she killed it. So, killed it. Yeah. She's amazing. So please go check that out and subscribe to her on YouTube. 
Finder, wherever you get your music, iTunes, Google, Spotify, Amazon Music, Beth Crowley is out there. Hmm? I said you won't regret it. You really won't regret it. And she's not too far away. She's in Georgia. So sadly, I learned from following her on Instagram that she is a Georgia Bulldog fan, uh, which is, I guess, okay for her. We'll allow it, I guess. Uh, Disappointing for us, though. Yeah, it is disappointing for us. But only during this time of the year. That's true. Is we it can let it go. In we'll let it go once the season's over. Yeah. And especially if if we get destroyed this year by them, then we we just will. We'll, we'll just look the other way. We'll just look the other way and <laughs> hope she doesn't talk too much trash. Smile and nod. <laughs> yeah, smile and nod. So we are back, and a lot has happened in our break, and some of it I we have we have caught and we have seen, and we have discussed a little bit. Some of it. Possibly some of us have not seen everything that's been going on because we have been hesitant. I know it's good. I know things are good in it, and I see a lot of people talking about it. But one thing I have yet to watch is What If. Wow. Interesting. I know we're just like three episodes in, and I know it's weekly, so I don't feel like crazy behind because I'm like, well, I... I just have to binge these three this weekend, and I'll be caught up with everybody. Because <laughs> Wednesday the fourth one will drop, and I'll I'll watch it. Okay. I don't know, man. I just the fourth one's supposed to be the zombies. One, yeah. I think. Okay. Yeah. Um. So what have we had already? We had we had Agent Carter. Right. We had the uh, Avengers. Captain Carter. Uh, like um, what if all the Avengers died? Yeah, the assassination, and then Guardians. Then no, then there was another one. Then there was Doctor Strange. So there's already four. Okay, so, so there's already four. four. I'm behind four. I'll catch up. I mean, it's just what has been the hesitation? Uh, it's hard to explain. All right, so I think the hesitation is more of a diving into yet another thing, and okay. I'm just kind of like I wouldn't mind just like in the little bit of dead time. Between Loki and What If starting, we finished The Office, and it was nice to not have something so pressing to get to, like current. Mm. Like, I think we both are very guilty of hitting those those best hits because it's comfortable for us. Oh, yeah. Whether it's Parks and Rec or The Office, the office or me with Impractical Jokers. It's just comfortable. Yes. And I guess I got, like, blasted with a bunch of uncomfortability having all these new things that I had to wait week in and week out. I know. I've been spoiled by. I sort of understand, though. Yeah. Like, it is a little bit exhausting. And with what if, it's it takes a lot more brain power. I feel like, to like okay, this is not. Not for me. Because because it's doesn't matter. It's not for real, you know. But at the same time, it could be. We could see these possibly play out in multiverse. We might, you know, like we could encounter versions of we these could characters. Inc- we That's could true. encounter Captain Carter. Possibly. That's true. That's true. So it is canon, but it's not canon. It's right. So I don't know. Right I mean, now, because of Loki. Anything goes, man. Yeah. All those timelines splitting apart, anything is possible at this point. Yeah, so, I mean, I, and I don't, like, disagree with it being animated. I don't hate the fact of, you know, not all the people came back to do the voices. Yeah. And it's not that. It's just I need a break from 
<laughs> current Marvel stuff. Yeah. Like, and I've been, you know, not to get too deep, but I have been in this, this purgatory-like place of not wanting to do anything. Just wanting to, and, and you know, a uh, little look behind the curtain. I'm taking all the medicine I'm supposed to be taking. I'm, you know... It happens. Eating better portions. I'm drinking, but this past week, man, I have not want. I didn't want to go see Shang Chi. I didn't want to go to the Tennessee game. I didn't want to get up to go to work. Like I was just like, man, I don't know what's wrong with me this week. Mm. I don't know, but I am just in a funk. Burnout. I don't know what it is. It. I'm just like I've been going to work and home and work yeah, and well, home and work and home and work and home. And it's like, okay, you know, the little bit of free time I have. I want to sleep when honestly I've never been like, I'm tired. Like I could go to bed tired. I'm a night owl. But I've just wanted to lay in bed and not do anything except like binge a comfort show. Yeah. It happens, man. I mean, it it, it happens. I have times like that too. But I will say that the whole exercise routine that I've started, that has really helped me Mm -hmm. stay out of those kind of funks you know like i started to get in one the past few days because you know we were all sick i was first i'm sure i caught it from a couple kids at school yeah Uh, it was not the coronavirus i should say we were tested twice uh i thought sunday night i thought okay this is it it's finally happened i was that bad off uh but no we were tested it was not that it was some sort of other thing going around uh, but we were just sick. I didn't work out for like a week, and I just was eating, and I was feeling the same way. But you know, I've started jumping back into my routine, and and I'm feeling better. So that's good. You know, maybe now that we're back to this, yeah, you'll feel a little bit. We give give you know, me something to focus on. Yeah, get back in the swing of things. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. It's been crazy. But uh, other than that, you know, work has been exhausting. We this past week though is kind of like the calm before the storm. You know, people were back in school. Fall's almost here. Now, this weekend is one of those dreadful rod runs. Mm. But uh, the week has been... I mean, Labor Day weekend was busy, but, like, the last three days, man, it's just been dead. Yeah. Dead. And dead in our line of work at the distillery, it sucks because it's an exciting job to have. You get to talk to people. And you get to have fun and, like, learn and teach about you know, the ins and outs of making the spirits and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So it's just kind of boring when that happens. But a fun thing that happens uh, is we are, I have been somewhat commissioned, if you will, to uh, start a podcast. The Tennessee Legend Distillery, the podcast. And it's going to involve me and a couple of people at work at the distillery after hours sitting around the bar, talking about individual Tennessee legends, Dolly, you know, and and not just legends that were born in Tennessee, but people who became legends in the state of Tennessee. Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash, uh, Peyton Manning, stuff like that. So it's going to be the three of us, and we're also going to intertwine it with the business. Alvin York. Oh, yes. We talk about World War One hero, I think. Uh-huh. And also, uh, Jesse James, when he was hiding in Nashville, he lived in Nashville for quite a while, and he uh, went under a yeah. different name. Um, and we are actually uh, in the... And every episode will also have a featured drink, 
with our spirits. For instance, like we have, I, I already know that we're going to open with the Tennessee Wildman, which is an urban legend here in Tennessee. And all it is is our orange creamsicle mixed with Mountain Dew. We call it the Tennessee Wildman. Um, so we're going to talk about urban legends. We're going to talk about celebrity legends, war legends, and include that within our business. We'll have our head distiller come yeah. in and talk about the process. We'll have our marketing guy come in. You should do one about the Blair Witch. Exactly. There's so Not many the legends. The Bell Witch, sorry, the Bell Witch. There's so many legends that happen in this state that a lot of people, unless you live here, don't really know right. about. Right. Don't know that it either started here or it actually takes place in Tennessee. Uh -huh. When they watch these movies or whatever, they're, they're like, oh, Tennessee? Really? Yes, Tennessee. Uh, so I'm excited. Um, it's a very slow process. Uh, we hope to have our first episode up by the 17th of this month. Everything going well. Like business not getting crazy and us getting everything right, then it will be hopefully out soon. So I hope that you all will, uh, when it does come out, uh, you know, they're one of our sponsors. So, And it, actually they have agreed that it's going to be under the Bad Cast company productions banner so technically our wins all around yeah wins all around we have a distillery show coming soon so that's going to be a lot of fun um other than that man uh you know uh what else is going on with you i mean well, school I, has got to be yeah back and forth um it's it's been interesting things are very interesting right now and i would venture to say a little more interesting than they were last year Okay. Um, you know, everyone teaching in a pandemic, and now it's like some of some of us are in. Oh, I don't know how how I should say this, or if I should say this at all. It's some not of us over. are in the mindset that you know, pandemic's over. We're past that now, yeah. and in all honesty, we're we're not. We're not. It's we're not, not over. Past yeah. that. So, um, you know. There's only so much that we as teachers have the power to do, and, and even our schools, our whole district, our whole everything. We have only so much power and so much we can do. So it's been really something else. But, you know, I'm recovering from getting sick. If I sound a little stuffy, I apologize. I'm recovering. I'm on antibiotics. It's the whole family's had it. <laughs> uh, but the good news about that is that being sick gave me a lot of time to watch television. Okay. And I, first of all, caught up on The Flash, the whole season seven. Mm -hmm. eh. Yeah. I'm slowly losing my interest in what Flash. What did you think about the lightning saber fights? Um, <laughs> I did take note of that um, and thought about what I would say if it came up, actually. And um, it was weird. It was like we're having a lightsaber duel with, with lightning rods. It was yeah. weird. Very There's weird. a lot of weird stuff about this season. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I I think it's about time to wrap it up. It is. But what I really want to talk about is there's something that you've been asking me to watch for a long, long time, and it's not supernatural. I'm still working on that. Uh, eventually, I will get back to it. Um, I'm all in for that. But no, I decided I finished Flash. I'm gonna stay on the DC side of things for a little Ooh, while. Oh, okay. okay. So I decided it was time to watch Teen, or not Teen Titans, just Don't Titans. Don't you dare. Sorry, Titans, <laughs> Titans. Um, I had started it a long time ago uh -huh. when I think it was just season one, and I yeah. watched like two or three episodes or something, and I 
enjoyed it, fine, whatever, but it just didn't grab my attention. I didn't finish yeah. it. Decided I'm going to try again. And brother, I'm on like season two, episode four or something. Oh. So I've finished the whole first season. Um, I love it. I do. I really like it a lot. Mm -hmm. um, Robin is my favorite. Not a surprise. I'm a big Robin Nightwing fan. Yeah. Um, I think he's... Uh, Cast well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That actor, I always say, he reminds me of Logan. They look uh -huh. similar to he's me. He's also in The Giver. Did you watch The Giver? I did. Mm -hmm. He was also in uh, Gods of Egypt or something like that. He's been yes, he things. was. Yeah, he's Australian. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So, uh... What do you think of the cast and how they've been brought to real life? Uh... I I love all of them. I think they're all great. Yeah. Um Jason Todd, I if the first couple minutes I was confused because for some reason I thought that he was the next guy, Tim Drake, because yeah. he was so young. Yeah. I was expecting Jason to be older because I know that eventually they bring the whole red hood thing in. So yeah. I thought you know, and if he's already kind of parting ways with Batman, how are we going to get to the yeah. whole you know, Joker and him yeah. and all that stuff. So, um, of course, I don't know what happens. I don't. I don't know what happens at the rest of the season, and season three. Well, I have started. not started season three because I've been waiting. That was sort of what really made it happen. Like that was a lot of pressure. I was like, <laughs> oh no! If I was waiting on him for something, I would be like really Let's go, anxious Dave. about it. How long <laughs> so um, yeah, so I picked it up, and and uh, I should be done with it. In a couple weeks at the yeah. most. Yeah. And then I'll be ready to continue. And the the little backdoor crossover with Doom Patrol was cool, wasn't it? Yes. I think I had gotten that far the first time I tried. Yeah. But, oh no, dude, I, I really love it. Good. All the fight sequences are so much fun to watch. Robin is just ruthless the mm -hmm. way he should be. Um, I'm digging it. And now we finally got Batman in the picture. Yes. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. So uh, I'm glad that I picked it up again. Played by N. Glenn. Yeah, he does a great job. Game of Thrones, he is good. So, it's like, like an older, more exquisite Bruce. Yeah, I like old Bruce. Yeah. 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 And he's not like, well, listen, Robin. <laughs> I've always loved you, Robin. <laughs> well, well, good, I'm glad. So you'll be f finished soon, and we can do season three. We can kind of talk about it one day, yeah, maybe. Absolutely. That's exciting. I'm all about it. I was, uh, one thing I can definitely say about season one that shocked me was how quick we got to Trigon. Mm. And that finish. I was like, wow, we're already here. We're doing Trigon season one. Cool. I did not see that coming. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was done well, though. It was cool. It was really cool. So I am also changing things up a little bit. I, uh, luckily, uh, the you saved me because I had, I had failed to pick a nerd word. Oh. And you, when we were sitting down uh, and you were finishing the last uh, little bit of the animated Hobbit, you were like, oh, I have a nerd word that we should do. So I'm going to turn this one over to you. Uh, so our nerd word of the week is actually coming from Juice. Wow. Yes. So, well, let me and this just... comes from The Hobbit. Oh, yeah. Multiple the book times. and the animated well, let movie. Me, I, I wasn't prepared for, for such a thing, so let me <laughs> just, uh, you know. Uh, yes, yeah, so it does come from both the movie and the book. I don't remember it being in the live action. I think it is a few times. A few times? and Okay, so right. this is your nerd word. The word is confusticate, as in uh, 
confusticate these dwarves. Okay? <laughs> it means confuse, confound, as Bilbo intended it, mm-hmm. or perplex. Um, to make something obscure, unclear, or unintelligible. So it is not a nice thing to say. It's no. like a curse, like, yeah. ah, to heck with you. Yeah. You know? Um, it's used multiple times in the book. I've just reread the book, and um, I noticed, like, the first time, because it's been a few years since I've read The Hobbit. And by the way, I opened it up, and there's things highlighted and written all across this copy of the book that I've been reading. So you legitimately studied. The yeah, Hobbit. I think I did a thing at school with it or something like that. Like, I taught a lesson on it or something. I don't know. <clears throat> anyway, full of notes. But. I was just talking about, to Becky, like, Tolkien's word choices, like, confusticate. And there's this whole page explaining, like, how Bilbo feels when all the dwarves start showing up at the door. He's so just like, oh, I'm like, man, poor Bilbo. And I really felt for him. But, you know, he, he used that word all the time, confusticate. And then a later, uh, at later points, the dwarves used it about him, too. Oh, confusticate these hobbits. So, yeah, confusticate. I definitely want to hear people use that in their daily life. When you life. get exasperated with someone this week, whether it's your partner, your your teacher, teacher. kids don't say that to me though, your uh, boss, you know, oh, yeah. fusticate that old boss of mine. <laughs> I like it. So that is your nerd word. Uh, so what have you, aside from Titans, is there anything else that, uh, I mean, we we've, Honestly, not gotten to talk about the the big Spider-Man trailer that dropped. Uh, well, I think we can definitely talk about that in our next segment. Yes, it's true. Because we did see a little movie that just came out, mm-hmm. Shang-Chi. We did. Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. Uh, and uh, we're going to talk about that after a little uh, word from one of our sponsors. Tennessee Legend Distillery was founded in 2015 and has quickly become one of the top distilleries for natural extracts and ingredients in its spirits. With no high fructose corn syrup, artificial sweeteners, or harmful ingredients, Tennessee Legend Distillery has four locations in the state of Tennessee without Newport, Sevierville, Cookville, and Nashville distilleries. You see, at Tennessee Legend Distillery, we have spent more time focused on the quality of our spirits than the number of our stores. We have a great selection of non-flavored spirits as well, like vodka, bourbon, whiskey, and gin. Tennessee Legend Distillery has multiple awards and medals for state, national, and international spirit contests, and even carries 2019's Best Tasting Whiskey in the State of Tennessee with our Salted Caramel 60 Proof Whiskey. We offer discounts for veterans, active military, nurses, police officers, firefighters, first responders, and even multiple bottle discounts. Don't live in Tennessee? We ship to select states. Go to GACraftSpirits.com to see if we deliver to you. That's G-A-C-R-A-F-T. S-P-I-R-I-T-S dot com. If you stop by the Sevierville location, tell them 30 and Nerdy Podcast sent you and be a legend with Tennessee Legend Distillery by receiving a free shot glass and 15% off of your order. What are you waiting for? Cheers to you. 
Welcome back, nerds. We are into our next segment, and we are discussing <laughs> as they call it in China, Shang-Chi yeah. here in America. Uh, a Where would you give them? C or D list Marvel character? Oh, man. I mean, obscure. Let's be fair and say C. These comics, uh, I, went, I had never read Shang-Chi. Nothing. Um, knew nothing going in. I just knew that he was Marvel's greatest martial artist. Right. That's all I knew. Is uh, So I went back and what I could find, I read a little bit of. And I'm going to tell you, man. <laughs> uh, there, was, there was a bit of um, racial stereotyping in these comics. Uh a lot of the use of the word yellow. Oh. Um, there's a whole villain called Fu Manchu. <laughs> yeah, I knew about that. Um, and I, I just had to stop. I was like, I really hope they don't do this. So this was like the 70s? <laughs> yes, the 70s. Okay. I was like, oh my God, this is terrible yeah. stuff. I'm like, you could not write this and use these slang today. Sure. You couldn't. And they shouldn't have then. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I really don't think Disney's going this direction. <laughs> So we saw Shang-Chi and we were joined by Maddie. Uh, she has uh, become part of the Marvel group going to these movies. Um, now, we did not do our typical late premiere uh, that we normally do. We waited till Saturday to see it. Uh, so what are your thoughts? Well, we should say first, if you haven't seen it, spoiler alert. Yes. This is your warning. Uh, by this time, I think probably 72 hours will have come mm -hmm. and gone. So we're, we're in the clear on that. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I liked it a lot. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I would probably venture to say that I liked it more than Black Widow. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it more than Black Widow. Yeah. Um, it was nice that it was a new hero, like, adding on to our roster mm -hmm. of Marvel heroes. You know, new story. Something I knew nothing about. As we just said, we didn't yeah. read any Shang-Chi comics. I knew nothing about him. So, um, that was enjoyable for me. Whereas with Black Widow, it was like, you know, the stakes aren't really the same because we know eventually she's going to make it through this okay and then die in a later movie. So, um, I was much more uh, excited about it, I'll say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The action was sublime. Oh, yeah. Um. Felt like there was a point where we both had this thought of like, Crouching Tiger, Hidden mm -hmm. Dragon. Because it's literally just a kung fu movie that happens to be in the Marvel Universe. Yes. They had all the same tricks, the floating people and yeah. the fight sequences mm -hmm. and stuff like that. It's kind of like what we said about the Joker. It's a, at the end of the day, it's a mental illness movie that takes place in the DC Universe. Yeah. So this was a true kung fu yeah. style movie. The villains. With a little fantasy. Uh, sci-fi. Was it Death Dealer? Is one of them, I think, mm. or he's the one with the mask, the Kabuki mask. Mm. Mm. Um, I think that's his name. And there's Razor Fist. Razor Fist. Yeah. Taser Face. face. <laughs> and they should have their own Disney Plus show. Razor Fist and Taser Face. They the would next be buddy co co comedy. Dynamic duo. Yes. So I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I loved the action. Some of the CG seemed a little off, which kind of shocked me. Oh, you think so? Just some moments. Like, like the little animal? Not, not as... No, it was more like when the car flew, fell down into the lower... Uh, like a car 
went off the cliff okay. into the lower woods okay. at one point. Um, and it just, those trees just looked like 1999 graphics oh. for me. Okay. Just for me. Okay. And, and it's just nitpicky little things. I didn't notice. But other than that, I mean, I thoroughly enjoyed it, man. I can't wait to see his mark on the Marvel Universe moving forward. Um, I think it's about time that we did get Shang-Chi. Um, and I hope that we move forward with this, you know, adding in people that we're not used to. Mm-hmm. These non-mainstream heroes. And it would be great uh, to, to see more of these types, these... Uh, you know, not A-listers, not even B-listers, but these people have great stories to tell as well. And in Disney's banner, I mean, they do it well. Right now we're looking at uh, Shang-Chi premiering with $71.4 million on the first weekend. So that's, yeah. that's a pretty good start. And this one is not on Disney Plus at You're the right. premiere rate, which to make a call back to... <laughs> Our discussion about the lawsuit with Scarlet seems funny that after that lawsuit and all that, uh, they didn't do premiere access with Shang-Chi. Well, I guess that's true, but was Could it? just be timing. Yeah, I Bad timing. So. However, uh, I know that the Russo brothers are extremely pro-Scarlet and second-guessing coming back to direct for... Oh, no. Marvel for Disney for that very reason. Cut the lady a check, people. Uh huh. Do something. Uh, but so, what were your your thoughts? I mean, not just mainly about like Shang Chi with the action and all that, but like what what stood out to you? Oh, I liked the uh, way they used the rings mm-hmm. as like uh, they look like whips or something. Mm-hmm. You might you might say. I thought that was a really cool concept for that. Um, I liked our version of the Mandarin that we got. Um, oh, and the return of Ben Kingsley yes. too. Yes. That Mandarin, he was really good. Great. Kept secret there because that was not flying around the internet. Yeah, um, that Ben Kingsley had such a big part. In I it. didn't. I didn't know. I don't think, or I might have seen he was featured, but I didn't know he would be that involved. You yeah. Know, when they took him along for the journey, yeah, I was so excited because I was afraid it was going to be like a, oh, he just made a quick little appearance. Yeah. So that was really, really great. I, I enjoyed that. You, you can't. Don't talk like that. Morris is really self-conscious about his face. Trevor Slattery, is that his name? Yeah, Trevor. My name's Trevor Slattery. I am an actor. actor. Oh, yeah, so funny. And they even brought up, you know, our Mandarin that we got in the movie said 10 years ago, you know, America was afraid of a name. And they took, you know, they created this name and they used my 10 rings to strike fear in the U.S., so at the end of the day, these Americans were afraid of an orange. And I'm a mandarin? An orange? I have the tiniest bladder in the uh, world, so I missed that part. I it was good. I always have to do that. I always have to and uh, the trailer kind of sw- swerved us. We thought that was Fen Fang Foom. Yeah. I'm guessing it wasn't. Yeah, it Just was a dragon. Well, the great protector. So. Yeah, I think uh, Fen Fang would be a bigger deal, and he wouldn't be pink. And he wouldn't be helping. He would not probably be a good guy. No, so, no. Yeah, I was thinking it was going to be him. But yeah. He was not. So Still maybe in the waiting for Fen Fang Foom. I think maybe the post-credits deal where wow. they were talking about, you know, oh, welcome to the circus. Mm-hmm. I think maybe that's an indication that we'll get something with Fen Fang Foom yeah. in the future. 
Yeah, kind of like a welcome to the Avengers yeah. type moment for Shang Chi. There's more to come, basically. Yeah. So, yeah. And what did you think of that post-credit scene? Because it's it's a shocker. It's a holy crap. Here's Bree's Captain Marvel, and here's Ruffalo's Bruce Banner, unhulked, but still in the cast from Endgame. So that shows that he can go back and forth, even well, with Professor Hulk. How long has it been in, at this point since Endgame? Because is this a permanent injury? I don't know. You know? Because this is, obviously this is post Far From Home. Yeah. Um, post WandaVision. WandaVision and Far From Home, I think, happened at the same time. Yes. I think we're led to believe that the post-credits in Spider-Man happens at the same time. She becomes Scarlet Witch slash uh, uh, Loki's, Lady Loki uh, Lady kills, Loki kills the, He Who the, Remains. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess Doctor Strange performing the spell in the trailer for No Way Home is also prob- possibly at the exact same time who knows man it's crazy it's about to get very convoluted it is about to get very convoluted but stay with us <laughs> you know we will try to explain and not mansplain but nerdsplain uh, <laughs> as much as we can yeah. without sounding like idiots well we might need it expl- yes. explained to us yeah too. we may but we'll see uh, but I'm, I'm very excited about spider-man i will say that all the little Snippets of things we saw in the trailer, the the Green Goblin laughing, the Doc Ock just showing up, hey Peter. Did you see the thing where people were talking about Tom Holland is wearing the same, the same outfit suit. that Tobey Maguire wore? Mm-hmm. Same suit. Yeah. Thought we wouldn't notice, but we did. But we did. <laughs> I am going to definitely do a big Spider-Man marathon of yeah. all Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, Into the Spider-Verse, everything before Spider-Man 3. And I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to, you know, th- say what I think's going to happen. I'm just, I'm along for the ride for this one. I don't want to do any, well, it's probably this or some, this person's no going to die. I'm just. I'm just, whatever happens, happens, and I'm good with it. I'm just going in. Really? just want to enjoy it. That's me too. That's what I'm going to do. And I think that as impressive as this was, Shang-Chi with $71.4 million, I think Spider-Man is going to absolutely... Spider-Man may break in-game. It, it could be. It could be. Because it's the probably is really up the there. first one since in-game that we've been like, let's do this. It's true. Like, yeah. that's going to be an opening weekend meet up with Logan movie. Yeah. It's a Chattanooga movie. Chattanooga, we're coming for Yes. It. And it's my last day of the semester, Ooh. so I'll definitely be wanting to celebrate. So. Yes. And you don't have to get up the next day. Exactly. Uh, so uh, our our suggestion is you get to the theater. Unless, you know, if you don't feel safe and you don't want to go to the theater, you're going to have to wait. I will say it was pretty crowded in our theater. It was. We have... Had the vax. We did. We are vaxxed. So we're um, we're a little more comfortable in setting such mm-hmm. as that. I also got to say that was the noisiest movie theater I've ever been in, in my yes. entire life. People making large like stomps up the steps mm-hmm. and people talking and having loud reactions. Yes. Oh, oh that's gonna be that. Hey, what do you think is? Well, and like at one point there was a girl down from us. She went, "Oh, he was sad." Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, dear. We know. Yes. We see it. He doesn't have a face. What is that? Is that a chicken? Yeah. 
Like, shut up. Just watch the movie. But if you can handle all that, yeah. go go to the theater. Go to the theater. See Shang-Chi. We've been very fortunate that the past few times that we've been, two or three times since everything's been... Crazy. It's been, yeah. Um, there weren't a lot of people there. Because we've, we've gone to those earliest showings. It's like, oh, this is when the old dudes go. I'm serious, man. The one we went to with Black Widow, I was like, golly, this is a geriatric time. Mm-hmm. I've never been to a movie this early. Mm-hmm. What's wrong with us? <laughs> but uh highly recommend it. And while you're at it, uh, we didn't go too deep into Shang-Chi things, uh, which is fine. There are other podcasts out there that are going to. You know, uh, go check those out. East Coast Avengers, ODPH, Three Fat Nerds. I know that they'll do some, some deeper talking about Shang-Chi, uh, especially those who probably read more Shang-Chi than we did. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, what did you think before we move on from Shang-Chi? Uh, some of the stuff that was up in the air was the involvement of Aquafina. Oh, yeah. That she comes from this raunchy stand-up world. She does. That she doesn't belong in a Marvel movie. Kind of like people gave cat issues in Thor. Like, God, she's annoying. She's the comedic relief. And she's, you know. So what did you think of the addition of Aquafina? Oh, I loved her. I thought she was hilarious. Yeah. And I thought geez. it was a humor that worked she's very funny and yeah. she's like one of the biggest chinese stars mm-hmm. that there are right now yeah. why would you not want to put her in the movie and her part fits well she's great. Uh, she plays that best friend role she even becomes a bit of a badass she's a near hero. the end she's a hero and she's going to be involved with future movies and she's faithfully going with you know shang chi yeah. into the little portal into the portal with wong what? Which was great. The addition of Wong. The inclusion of Wong yeah, and I need, Abomination. I need some answers about Abomination. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Maybe that'll be a what-if thing. Who knows? Possibly. I don't know. But, uh, yeah. Interesting stuff. It's definitely interesting. Marvel uh, is just all over the place right now. In a good way. Yeah. In a good way. But, like, any, like someone we said earlier, anything can happen. Anything can happen, but do you not worry about, you know, whenever I come to you with a, no pun intended, what-if. You know, like years ago, I said, what if Affleck's playing Deathstroke and not Batman? I and you were like, too much. that's smart. That That'd would be, cool. be fun for a real comic book fan. But the mainstream is who you want in the seats. And if they don't understand it, are you ever are you worried that this next phase you're going to see some like, uh, I don't know about this. Some like, no, again, phasing out of mainstream fans because it's convoluted. I don't know, because I feel like Marvel has become the mainstream. Yeah. And who doesn't have Disney Plus? You know, like, most people have been watching this stuff. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if if you weren't hooked during the whole Infinity thing, then, you know, I don't know, I don't know what's keeping you. But if you weren't hooked at that point, yeah. then you're not watching it anyway. That's true. And everybody else who was, all the... Millions of, I mean, look at the records that Endgame broke. Those people are probably watching this stuff. Mm-hmm. I think, I think it's a little bit different. Yeah. You know. I understand. Um, we'll see. I understand. Well, any last words about Shang-Chi was, or the Spider-Man trailer? It was great. Both of them were great. Can't wait to see what's next. Awesome. Well, we're going to step away for a quick break, and when we get back, we are celebrating the month of September the right way. We are celebrating Bilbo, his birthday, 
and the story of the Hobbit. And more 30 and 30 podcasts when we return. What's up, nerds? This is Rich from the Three Fat Nerds Podcast, and you're listening to our Council of Nerds Brethren, the 30 and Nerdy Podcast. Of course, when you're done with this awesome podcast, you can check out the Three Fat Nerd Podcast wherever you get great podcasts just by searching Three Fat Nerds. And if you want all your information about what we do over there, you can visit 8122productions.com. Now let's get back to the 30 and Nerdy Podcast. Hey nerds, this is Beth Crowley and you're listening to the 30 and Nerdy Podcast. Welcome back. Hello. Nerds and nerdettes. Good morning. Do you wish to tell me good morning? Or are you simply saying it's a good morning? Or is it a morning to be good on? All of them at once. How about that? Hmm. Bilbo was an awfully uh, polite fellow, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Poor Bilbo, very polite. all these... You know, I've been thinking this whole time that I've been gearing up for The Hobbit. There was something we talked about years ago about, out of all the races on Middle-earth, you know, which one do you identify with? Which one do you want to be? And I'm like, oh, elves for sure, right? They're beautiful. They're perfect. Totally. Yeah. You're like, dude, you're a hobbit. Mm-hmm. You're a hobbit. And you know, while I had a little bit more of of an elf in me back in those days than I do now, I'm absolutely a hobbit. Mm-hmm. Bilbo just wants to kick back, have some snacks, read his books, do his thing, right? Yeah. And the whole world is just always bothering him. And he wants to be a nice guy. He's just trying to be polite. And all these rude dwarves just show up at the door and just eat all of his food, mm-hmm. you know? Make a mess of things. It, I couldn't imagine. The amount of blunt the knives, bent the forks. Oh, that's what Bilbo hates. For sure. That is what he hates. So, so yeah. So we're not talking the movie, The Hobbit. Not no. the first one. No, we are not talking about the book, The Hobbit. We're talking about the 1977 right. animated classic movie, The Hobbit. It's true, and I, I know we're not talking about the book, but I do have to sort of ask, like, what's your first memory? What's your first encounter with The Hobbit? Um, well, I read Lord of the Rings first. Oh. Yeah. Um, I read The Hobbit for the first time in seventh grade. Uh, after already reading, uh, the first three. Reading Lord of the Rings at that age is a that's that's an impressive feat. I, I loved reading? it. I mean, I I had a really, and I'm not trying to toot my own horn here, but toot toot. I have re, I had and still have. It didn't go away. Really high IQ compared to a lot of people my age. And so in middle school, I was reading a lot of books that my age kids weren't reading. Yeah. And I like to blame the fact that I am a nerd, that I love this fantasy world. And it's very, and again, not 
bragging or saying that anything is less intelligent, but like it's a very intelligent world to be about. Nerd culture and the fantasy high world. Fantasy. Reading his high fantasy books takes a lot of just like, not just common sense, but know-how, practicality, and all that stuff. Like you have all the names of lineages, and your memorization is is higher when you're a big fan of high fantasy and sci-fi and stuff like that. So I was reading these in middle school when a lot of kids would be like, "I'm not touching a book that big. Mm-hmm. I'm not." <laughs> in seventh grade, I'm not. I'm just going to read. Uh, uh, the Across Five Aprils or I'm going to read The Giver or something like that. Not three massive books. So I read the first three then I read The Hobbit. And I liked it but for for me it still didn't do to me what Lord of the Rings did. Right. Still talking. It was still beautiful. It was still amazing. But he wrote for a different audience. He did. The Hobbit was definitely for a different audience yeah. than Lord of the Rings was. Um, but it didn't mean that I enjoyed it less. It just didn't hit me as much as the yeah. the the, tri- the trilogy did. Sure, sure. Um, what about you? What's your first memory? So my fifth through early ninth grade school experience was a little unusual. I went. It was a private school, but it was basically homeschool. It, it, this woman ran the school out of her house um she was from knoxville originally a great teacher she went to south africa and started a school there huge deal great teacher she came back um and started you know teaching kids out of her house she built on a little annex and had a classroom and we had whiteboards and books and it was like normal school just not normal but we, after lunch, would go to the living room, and we would all find comfy spots, and we would read books out loud. And we would read sort of like, you know, with parts. Like we read the Harry Potter books, and we all got to read a different character. And we read The Hobbit. And it was, I'll never forget as long as I live, the cover of this version of The Hobbit. It was black, and it looked like, it was almost looked like a picture of a real person as Bilbo. On the front, I remember this thing, and yeah. Gollum, the scariest, creepiest looking thing you've ever seen when you're in the fifth grade, crawling kind of over his shoulder. That's the version I read because I first thought when I read it and saw the cover, I was like, that's Sam. Because the, the model for Bilbo kind of looked like Sean Astin. Oh, okay. That's weird. But that's the cover I had yeah. when I read it. That's the one. Yeah. So that's when I first learned about Gollum and Gandalf and, and Hobbits and yeah. the Ring and all that stuff. And then the movies came out after the fact. So that's what led oh, me yeah. to, you know, to be interested in that. So then I got into Lord of the Rings. Oh, yeah. But yeah, The Hobbit, that was, that was the start of it. Fifth grade for me. So the reason that we've decided to do The Hobbit and all that stuff in the month of September is because Bilbo and Frodo's birthday is actually September 22nd, mm-hmm. which has also been dubbed... Hobbit Day. Yes. So we thought, you know, this is the time. Talk about there's three Hobbit movies. Mm-hmm. There's the animated Hobbit. We're just going to cover them all together. Absolutely. And, and we're two of those guys who, when we get into Lord of the Rings mode or Star Wars mode or Harry Potter mode, we just we go hard. Yeah. That's what we're doing with The Hobbit. I'm excited uh, because not too long ago, I took Maddie through Middle Earth. Uh-huh. We, um, we watched the original trilogy. 
Lord of the Rings, and then I took her through the Hobbit trilogy, because I was like, I want you to watch them. This one, though, instead of going back and watching prequels first, I was like, I want you to watch Lord of the Rings first. You have to. And then The Hobbit. Yeah. Because of the way Lord of the Rings, uh, how The Hobbit movies start with its birthday party. Yeah. And he thinks back to young to they, Martin they Freeman made it days. Make sense for sure. Yeah. They made it make sense, the fact that it came second. But this, a, this animated version, like you said, 1977, it's produced by Rankin and uh, Bass Productions. Broadcast on Sunday, November 27th, 1977 on NBC. That's such a great, like, Sunday evening thing to watch with the family in the 70s, I can imagine. And it's, like, right after Thanksgiving, so mm-hmm. you've got the family in. Oh, it's a classic. Everybody's read The Hobbit. They're going to do a cartoon. Let's all gather around and watch it, right? Uh, the budget was $3 million. And... Uh, that's a big budget for an animated movie. And especially in 1977. And at that time, I imagine the cast was probably pretty well known. The, most of them, we, or really all of them, we, we don't really know them. Mm-mm. But Orson Bean is sort of a name that I had heard before. Orson Bean. He did the voice of Bilbo. Uh, and do you know what you know Orson Bean from, Tyler? Uh, <laughs> is it... X-Men animated series? It is not. Is, if he's in that, I don't know it. Batman animated series? No. Not animated. It's not animated? It's not an animated thing. So I know him from, from something you live action. You've seen him in something before. Okay. Uh, You're never going to guess. I'm never going to guess. I'd say challenge accepted, but it's getting late. So. Uh, it's actually okay. interesting that you made that reference. Orson Bean played a character named Bob on a popular American sitcom called How I Met Your Mother in an episode called Slaps Giving. Bob's the old man co- that Robin, Robin dates. has a date with an old man, and in Ted's memory, he was Orson Bean. Oh. The voice of Bilbo from the animated Hobbit. Did I just blow your mind hole there? <laughs> I knew it. This was the thing before we recorded. I said, oh, did you know? And I said, wait, I'm going to say I'm that. <laughs> It'll come up. Just forget it. Because you wanted to see that in-moment reaction. I love when the I can see the light. <laughs> yeah, that's, as a teacher, that's like your favorite thing. It yeah, because he has oh. that moment where he explains Thanksgiving to them. And they're all like, he, and she keeps going, he wasn't that old, Ted. Uh, yeah, he Robin, he was. He was pretty old. Orson Bean. Orson Bean. There you go. How about that? So, uh, some of these other names. Uh, John Huston. That was Gandalf, right? Gandalf. Slash narrator. The Grey. Uh, he actually uh, has had a heck of a career. Now, the one that I want to talk about, I uh, talked to about a little bit earlier, was I've been doing the um, anim- the uh, aud- aud- Audible. Yeah. Audible books. Audio I've been doing the fellowship on audio and it's in parts and the first part Gandalf is played by uh, the guy who plays uh, Thor and Oakenshield Hans Conried Hans Conried yes Hans Conried and it's really weird because um, he was also the voice of Captain Hook and Peter Pan I'm a codfish. Wow. Mm-hmm. 
which that was 1953 wow very interesting wow and did you know they did a sequel to this it uh. was not the Lord of the Rings well it was partially there's an animated return of the king so the reason for that is because there was another animated uh, Middle Earth deal that came out uh, around the same time and it was the Lord of the Rings. Different style, different production, totally different. Animated Lord of the Rings. It's the one we joke about all the time. Gollum. So that was after this. And so they stopped. Because originally that was going to be a two-part movie. They were going to do another one. And it was going to pick up after Helm's Deep and finish the story, right? Mm-hmm. So it never happened. I remember in that one, Saruman looked like Moses. He did. He had the red robe and the big white beard. And they called him Aruman instead of Saruman because they thought it was too similar to Sauron. So he was Aruman of many colors. Yep, but at the same time, you kind of want to say, there's books calling him Saruman. Stop that. that. (laughs) Uh, But it was sort of poorly received. And there are things about that that I love, okay? Like, I've, I've... seen that movie since I was a kid. That's one that I would put on and watch again tomorrow. Um, now it ruins the sort of like the courageous aspect of the hobbits a little bit, but that's okay. The rest of it visually, there's a lot of it that's great. Um, so anyway, they did that. They cut it off at Helm's Deep. So then they did a sequel to The Hobbit Return of the King, same animation style. The songs are sort of intermittent in it and it was uh, the end of the, that story. It was uh, kind of sounds like a DC plan. I have seen it <laughs> twice in my life, I think. Yeah. So I don't, I don't own it. I haven't seen it in years, but I remember I didn't like it. I remember the cover of that Lord of the Rings. With that Gandalf animated. Pointing. Yeah. 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 So this was only the third time I had seen this movie. Really? When you said. Uh, September's coming, I want to do Hobbit Month, and I was like, yeah, absolutely, and uh, I put it off and put it off, because I was like, I I remember being like, hmm, like, I love it for what it is, it's part of our history, and I even said in a previous episode, when we were telling about what we're doing in September, I was like, every nerd should see this at least once, Yeah. if you're a Lord of the Rings fan, you should see this and those crappy animated ones at least once, and I call them crappy because of what we have today. Mm Mm-hmm. Then, if I was a kid, if I was even 32, which I am now, in the 70s and this came out, I'd probably been like, this is the greatest thing ever. Oh, yeah. A thousand percent. Yeah. For sure you would have. Yeah. So, absolutely everyone should try this at least once. Um, But this was the third time I'd seen the Hobbit one, and I remembered that it was in a different animation style than those Lord of the Rings ones. And I just not don't remember being... And this is going to sound weird, like turned on by it. No, I know what you mean. So, and it's you, really one of the opinion. comments you made to me while you were in here finishing it, before, while I was getting some things situated before we started, you said something that I said out loud to myself when I was watching Everybody's it. Everybody's so calm. No, he said, I hate furry dragons. Oh! I, I remember watching it downstairs going, why does Smoke have fur? I don't remember that. Yeah. I was like, what? Dragons don't have yeah, fur. classic reptilian scaly dragons in fantasy lore. His face looked like a cat. <laughs> yeah. And then you've got the ones that have like fur and yeah. stuff. Like Sisu and 
ride but that's the last different, dragon. like lineage. That's a different, you know, genre of dragon. That's an sure. Asian style dragon. Exactly. This is like old English. Yeah. And their Smaug wouldn't have. I can't, fur. Smaug would be more like Game of Thrones dragon. Yeah, I don't think that the book ever mentioned that he had like oh he had a beard or he had any kind of hair or anything. I don't really remember for sure so you know it could be that that was the way it was intended but he was a jerk but god he had a cool beard man i just really <laughs> prefer the scaly yeah. reptile game of thrones dragon. i like my dragon reptilian yeah and this smog had like flashlights in his eyes like, yeah he had the beams like scanning. It's like sauron does yeah he was scanning looking for him it was weird yeah but another thing i'd said was that with the voice performances so many of them just sound so relaxed all the time Oh man, we like gotta... Gandalf was like, "Oh, hope may not yet be lost. Look, the uh, eagles are coming. The eagles are coming." Uh, so we're in this battle, man. This is kind of crazy. I think everything's gonna be all right. Orson Bean Bilbo, he was the most excited out of all of them all the time. Yeah. But he was still quite a bit calmer than like in the book Bilbo was, and also, of course, in the Peter. The Jackson, way Freeman plays you know, him. He's uh, always a little nervous, a little uptight, right? Yeah, and he's shifty. And this was just like, yeah, okay, let's do this. All you know, right, oh, Smaug, you are like absolutely book, cool. He's just a mess because all these dwarves keep showing up. They're making a mess out of his house. They're eating all this food. He just wants to sit down and eat his fish and be left yeah. alone. And, uh, you know, all this stuff keeps happening. But he wants to be polite, you know. But he's just a complete wreck. He's totally nervous and upset. And in the animated version here, Bilbo's just like, oh, okay, well, I'll be the 14th member of your group. Let's go on an adventure, guys. Why not? Why not? And in the book, at least, I don't know, a dozen times, it talks about him saying, not for the last time, Bilbo thought of his sitting chair and his pipe and his yeah. garden and all that stuff. Yeah. And, you know, animated Bilbo's like, eh, this is, you know. We'll be back. This is all right. Yeah. Well, this is just fine. This is just fine. <laughs> We're going to be all right. There was like one time he did say something about, oh, I miss Hobbiton. But mm -hmm. other than that, he was much more calm. It was near the end. During the, during the war, he was like, yeah. I miss Hobbiton. And it wasn't even like, oh, God, I wish I was in Hobbiton. It was just, ah, I'm really missing Hobbiton about now. Yeah, exactly. Just chill. Just so calm about everything. Well, you know. Maybe this because it was the 70s. They didn't want to be too scary for the kids. It shouldn't be too hasty. Uh, tell me about the uh, the goblins with the two throats. What did you think of them? <laughs> <laughs> I, for, I told you when I got downstairs, I was like, uh, <laughs> I'd forgotten how horrifying some of it was. Yeah. The illustration. Whether it was like in the very beginning when Gandalf shows up and he's like, I'm looking for a burglar to come up on an adventure and he's like i don't even know who you are and he's like i'm gandalf and the camera zooms in on him and lightning strikes and he's got like this glare and i was like no, jesus <laughs> what what in god's name is this and then the, the goblins with the two throats it just i feel like they were going for something so outlandish and in the 70s this was terrifying yeah in the 70s that would have you know, it was terrifying. Like, but I mean, even at 32 in 2021, uh, there were moments I'd go, Ooh, I wouldn't have showed this to my kid. It, <laughs> you know, like, probably wouldn't Speaking show this. Speaking of the goblins, like, one good thing is that 
I feel like the animated one did a much better job of incorporating. If you read the book, there's all kinds of poetry and songs. Mm-hmm. You know, like Bilbo could hear the elves singing a song in the distance and all that. The animated version did a much better job of incorporating the music, mm-hmm. the lyrics and stuff. And like a lot of it was folksy '70s style music, yeah. of course. But I just feel like that it was done better in the animated. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing I will point out: the animated version of Elves uh, okay. looked more like what you would call a troll in the live action. Well, but Elrond not cave troll, but like. No, they no looked, I know what you mean. It was ugly. Yeah. Like the Thranduil was ugly. The Elven King was ugly. No, Elrond looked like the elves that Like a normal elf. Is it because they're Merkwood elves? He's a high elf and Thranduil and Legolas and all them are wood elves. So like could you imagine if Legolas looked like that in Ugh. the movies? It'd be weird, right? Yeah. So like if you haven't seen it, you should look it up. The wood elves in the animated Hobbit. They're green, they're scaly yeah. they look like gremlins, really. Yeah, that's what they look like. Um So okay. The elves in Peter Jackson live action Lord of the Rings, they're just all pretty and perfect. Well, in right? all honesty, I don't think Tolkien would have loved Jackson's elves. I don't I know. I think they were too pretty. That's the thing, right? So, like, when you think of elf, they're, it's like a mystical creature in fantasy stories, right? And when you specify, oh, these are high elves and these are wood elves and these are elves from Dark wherever, elves wherever. and yeah, these like, are, yeah. Okay, should they look different? I Maybe think all so. elves should look different compared to where they were born. Right. I mean, I do agree with that. So, in that sense, they did that. They gave yeah. us something different. You know, in yeah. Merkwood, if when you read the book, it's a dark, scary, scary disturbing... Acid trip. ...effed up place, yeah. right? So, it sort of makes sense that the elves that live there wouldn't be super beautiful. Yeah. But then again, the pretty perfect elves are a lot cooler. Oh, yeah. You know? In my opinion. Yeah. I love the elves. So, you know, it's an interesting point, you know. Well, I, I watched an interview uh, or listened to a podcast about Lord of the Rings, and it was a Lord of the Rings fan who was doing the podcast, because I just looked up Lord of the Rings on the podcast search and just right. went through different, like, professional podcasts and independent podcasts like us. And one guy... That's where I, I kind of just quoted him. He said, I don't think Tolkien would like Jackson's take on elves because they were all so beautiful and so tall and perfect. And I think Tolkien wrote the elves to not all be perfect and tall and talented and pretty. And so that got me to think. And I was like, you know what? He's right because they would be different in each region. Like even like southern elves would be different than Mirkwood, and Mirkwood's different than Rivendell, and mm-hmm. Rivendell should be different than Lothlorien. They did that a little bit, like the Lothlorien are more like angelic, mm-hmm. and like Rivendell's like supermodels that can fight, and Mirkwood is a little more rugged. Like Tariel comes from there, like yeah. in the Peter Jackson version. Yeah. So, I think they did it, but not. As night and day as the animated did. Yeah. So That's I, one thing I will tip the hat to is they made you see different types of yeah. elves. And I did like that. Yeah. So that was just something that when I was listening to different Lord of the Rings and Hobbit stuff from podcasts getting ready for this episode. I was like, yeah, he's not wrong. Well, I don't know if Tolkien would have loved So we've compared them. elves. Yeah. Let's compare Gollum now. Ooh. Gollum in the animated, he looked like... 
an amphibian type creature. It looked like a, a frog or something. Oh, like something you'd fight in World of Warcraft. Or... He, yeah, he did. He looked like... Well, he had the big eyes, right? Yeah. And, and the book specifically talks about he had the big eyes because he was living in the dark. He yeah, was, you know, he evolved. So they got that. And I don't know. The Andy Circus Gollum... Kind of like Heath Ledger's Joker. Crazy. It, it changed everything. Yes, but as crazy as it sounds like, some might say there's something sort of like cute and endearing about him. Mm -hmm. Whereas animated Gollum, not so much. So it's like, well, which one is better for the story? Because Andy Circus Gollum, it's a big deal that you want to feel pity for this creature. Oh, yeah. That's why Bilbo doesn't kill him. That's why Frodo doesn't kill him. They Something about him causes them to pity him. And it felt bad for him. Mm. And in the animated, I didn't get that sense. I just got, he's scary, which... He, he looked like too. a cross of uh, Littlefoot from Land Before Time and Frog Lady from Mandalorian. Yeah. That's what he looks like. And it's even different than the the sequel. The one who's the like... Lord, oh, oh, yeah, on the Lord of the Rings one, he's like... Solid brown. Yeah, he looks more like, uh, you remember the cartoon Gargoyles? Yeah. Looks like the little brown gargoyle. Yeah. The little one who talks like this. That's what he looks like. One day we should definitely do a breakdown on the anime Lord of the Rings. Maybe that's a next yeah. season type thing. Yeah. But, um, that, there's a lot to talk about with that one. Oh, uh, yeah. That's For right. Sure. It had its game-changing things. Usually, I will put it up with a lot of things, especially for that time. And but, for animated. Yeah, and but you know, Sean Astin actually talked about it on We Love yeah. the Onion Friendship yeah. Onion. Friendship with, Onion. With, uh, if you are not listening, if you are a Lord of the Rings fan and you are not listening to Billy and Dom's podcast, The Friendship Onion, you're doing life wrong. It's just great just to hear them talk. Like Even when they're not talking about Lord of the Rings, it's, it's like you know, the other night you came over and he's like, "I did, I did come over, Dom. We had a good time. Have such great. We ate crisps voices. and." And they're great. Um, and they do but, riddles and trivia and yeah. and eat something new every episode oh, from around the world. They are obnoxious loud eaters. They are obnoxious loud eaters. I'm but sure. Sean Astin, uh, his first part of the interview was last week's episode. Yeah. And and he talked about that animated you know version, like how Sam was like this bumbling idiot. Oh, and he's like, oh, we're not going to do it like that, are we? And Peter Jackson was like, no, we're not going to do it like that. But he, he made this great point. And, you know, I, it made sense. And... I can't really say I'd sat and thought about it before, but, you know, the Hobbits, as small as they are, like, one of the themes of this story is, like, small people can achieve great things. Yeah. They can, the unlikeliest person or, or whatever can be a hero, underdog, all that stuff. And it sort of cheapens that in the animated when they're these, like, they're always having these big scared reactions like little children. And they're, Master Gandalf, where are you? they're putting their hands up over their mouths and they're shaking at everything, you know. It's like, it takes a little bit of it away when they're supposed to be the big heroes in the end, right? Mm -hmm. So that's one area where Peter Jackson did it right. really did that right. And we'd still, you know, be like, uh, Elijah was too old. I thought Elijah was too young. Young, sorry. Bro, he was too yeah. young and he played him a little, eh. Elijah Wood does this thing where like he says everything really slow. Mm -hmm. Not for me, Sam. I can see it. Yeah. The Shire. I, I, 
I appreciate Elijah Wood it's as Frodo that because Bilbo he's didn't the kill Frodo. Him when he had the chance. <laughs> he's the Frodo that I grew up with. Yeah. And in those movies and everything, but I feel like maybe we could have. Nobody does Frodo right in my mind. It's hard. To Nobody's do. done that part right, animated or live action. Like going back and reading them and listening to the audible version, like I'm like, who would I cast? I don't know who could play him the way he's like in the audible. Bilbo. Bro, Elijah Wood was 19 years old when they started that. I know. And Sean Astin was 29. Yeah. I loved Elijah's interview on the friendship of an onion, though. And I'm loving Sean's. So, aside from the animation, you read through it again. Yeah. What are the bigger differences that stick out to you? Well, I think one thing, too, is that the animated one skipped Bayorn. Yeah. Skin changer. Well, you know, he might not have added as much to the story to progress the movie okay. as he needed to be. Are you referring to Tom Bumble? Yes. Okay. Uh, yes, you are right. Um, and actually, in the book, he doesn't. He doesn't do much either. He doesn't. He's like he takes him. Now in Tom for a does bit. more in the book than Bayorn does in the book. Not much. Yes, he saves him. Them. Well, Bayorn saved the dwarves from the goblins mm-hmm. in the book, but if you take out that shifter. then it's kind of the same deal. So yeah. it was definitely cool in the movies. And you got to also think, too, like, The Hobbit is, I don't know, 300 pages in the book, mm-hmm. and Peter Jackson turned those 300 into a trilogy. Into three three-hour movies, whereas with Lord of the Rings, it's like 1,300 pages, and he turned that into three separate movies. Yeah. Rather than, you know, just The Hobbit. So he had a lot more to play with. If it had been that way before, Tom Bobbito certainly would have been part of it. So, but they did I was shocked Tom wasn't even in the uncut versions. Oh, yeah. Like, I was like, I don't think he was ever part of the plan. I don't think he was. Um, Maybe he'll be in the Amazon show. I would have cast uh, Hagrid as Tom Bombadil. Uh, Robbie Coltrane. Robbie Coltrane. Yeah. Or Brendan Gleeson. He's probably too old now. Well, now he is. Yeah. So, uh, but, uh, yeah, so we talked about Gollum. Mm-hmm. And I also want to talk about Smog a little bit. <laughs> so we've already talked about, we don't like the, the hairy dragons, but Ugh. the voice acting, too, is so different. Well, you've got, in the movies, it's Benedict Cumberbatch. He's hard who's to beat. phenomenal. He does the whole buzz. It's intimidating, right? Smell you. He was he was creepy. And it was so drawn out and like like I'm not even I, I would sit on the edge and go he's right behind me. I know it. Yeah, it builds the tension, yeah. right? Whereas this guy is theatrical and I can smell yeah, you, but I, I can't see you. It's it's almost like Dan Aykroyd's doing him. It's almost like he gruffed up Yogi Bear. Yeah. Is how Smaug sounds in the animated Hobbit. And I was waiting there for him to go, Hey, boo boo. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he was also sort of like fat. Yeah. You know? Our yeah. Smaug was scary. Terrifying. And destructive. And very destructive. And this one was kind of just like, Oh, it's a dragon. When the wind came, so did Smaug. Like... 
The only thing this smell makes me think of is when the Funyun smell came, <laughs> so did this fat dragon, <laughs> and he burned our village and took the mountain. How we dwarves did not beat that overweight sack of crap, I have no idea. That'll be in The Hobbit 2. Yeah. <laughs> uh, another thing is that for some reason, in the animated one, they decided to say like half the dwarves died in the end. Yeah. I don't understand the purpose of that. I don't get it. Because uh, in the Only book, three die. Yeah, it was Thorin, the bloodline. Healy. Yeah, that the, was it. the bloodline, the final bloodline yeah, dies. And that's what they, they kept to in the movies as well. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, Gandalf and Bilbo were talking at the end of the animated movie, and it's like, oh, how many others? Oh, five, and it'll soon be six. Oh, and Bomber, too. Bomber died. Yeah. So, like, the dwarves in the animated, they have they look funky. Like, they have weird, like, tall heads, some of them. They look more like what we would call a gnome. Yeah, something like that. But they did have, like, the book talks specifically about the hoods that they have, mm -hmm. and all of them have different colored hoods. In the Peter Jackson ones, though, it's like they all have their own look yeah. to tell them apart. They all have, you know, personalities, little, in, you know, things that are different about them. The animated dwarves all sort of blend, excuse me. All blend together. They all blend together a little bit. Sorry. Um, so, you know, that's, that's one thing, like giving personality to the dwarves. Of course, the bomber fat jokes get old pretty quick, though, in the movies. Yeah. They just push him through the mine as a bowling ball. Remember that? Well, the book does reference like three or four times it says verbatim, Bomber, who is the fattest of all of them? <laughs> it's like, yes, we know this. So yeah. you're really hitting that point home. Um, but yeah, the personality of the dwarves was better in Peter Jackson. With three movies, you have a lot more to play with. Oh, yeah, but these were kind of stale a little bit. A little yeah. stale. And we talked, too, about like... The there was a lot of doubling up, too. A lot of voice actors did three dwarfs oh, yeah. or stuff like well, that. Well, yeah, when the dwarf says, like, one line, you know, yeah. he's going to notice. Yeah. Um, we talked also about the Thorin, like, Thorin in the book was pretty sure he was the oldest mm -hmm. of all the, the dwarves. I think he was even older than, than Balin. Yeah. Which, in the Peter Jackson versions, he's the oldest, wisest one. And Thorin's like this young stud, right? Because it's Hollywood. You want to have a handsome, rugged hero. You know, at the forefront, not not an old dude. Yeah. So that was a change, too. But probably the way Peter Jackson did it, I would say overall, is better. Yeah. I think he was selling a different thorn mm -hmm. than the book sells. He's selling to, you know, young nerds. Mm -hmm. with With the trilogy of The Hobbit, he's selling to, you know, millennials and... You know, oh, a thorn. Like, I could be a thorn. Thorn's my age, possibly. You know, or I can see me being a thorn. I kind of look like thorn. Yeah, you can't relate to... Can't relate to a, thorn. you know, 150-year-old thorn. But I like the like old guy characters the most, so I would. Yeah. Got your Dumbledores, got your Gandalfs. Those are my guys. Well, and the animated thorn was less of a jerk to Bilbo. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> he was... They sold that in the trilogy, that he's a jerk. Yeah, he doubted him all the time. Yeah. I'm sorry I doubted you. He's just very cold. Mm -hmm. And I get that you lost your home, and your grandfather died, and your father went but crazy. But this is an English story. We have manners. Yes. Yes. They all do. Yeah. I mean, At he's just... service. 
He was, you know, he was different and, I guess, necessary for Peter Jackson's story for Thorin to be what he was. Yeah, Hollywood. Yeah, and this is necessary for the animated for him to look more like Doc from Snow White, Mm -hmm. you know, and be a little more level-headed, a little less angry, and more worried about Bilbo's safety. But overall, on this past time that you watched it, you said it was your third time. Mm-hmm. Scale of one to ten. Oof. Just looking at it as a standalone thing, not considering the live actions or anything. On your sense of how much you enjoyed watching it, one to ten. Um, I would stay say the nostalgia of the franchise carries my vote and gives it more positive than what it actually deserves, just okay. based off the nostalgia. Um, but I would probably give it a five, six, maybe. Okay. Um, okay. And that's basically, basically, as I said, very heavily based in nostalgia. I think I'll give it a six because I just reread the book. So I was noticing all the little things that mm-hmm. the animated uh, version um, threw in there to really connect to the book. And I will say, as we go through September watching the live action, <coughs> excuse me, the live action versions, I haven't seen those as much as Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings, I know, like the back of my hand. First Hobbit movie, I've seen probably I've around... I've seen the first one more than the others. Yeah, I've seen it probably ten times. Second one, like five or six times. Uh. The third one, I think I've seen it twice. So I'm going into it fresh. Pretty fresh. You know, uh, but that being said, having read the book, watching the animated after not seeing it in a long time, I'm going to give it like a six or a seven mm-hmm. just because I did enjoy a new, for me, uh, a refreshing take on it. Okay. Or a take that I've at least forgotten about. Now, I will say that. Um it's the bottom of how I want to experience The Hobbit. That's the last thing I would do. I would read the book, truthfully. Uh, if they were to say, like, all right, you have to choose how you're taking in the story of The Hobbit. The book, Peter Jackson's movies, or the animated movie. My order would probably be, I'd rather read it first. If I couldn't read it, I'd watch Peter Jackson's. And if I absolutely did not have either one of the two. I guess I'll watch the animated That's movie. That's fair. Because in a lot of our fantasy and all that, the book, even in Harry Potter and stuff like that, the book is always better than the movie. It Nine just is. Nine times out of ten. Yeah. Nine times out of ten, it's better than the movie. Yeah. Um, and that's that's something you can say about life. You know, people see your movie playing out, but they haven't read the book. Right. And the book is always better than the movie. So, little little heavy life lesson for you there, nerds. Little heavy, heavy, uh, I guess, metaphor for life. Uh, people are watching your movie, but they haven't read the book. And the book is always better than the movie. That's a good one. It is good. You heard it here. Uh, especially when it comes to Prisoner of Azkaban. Much better book than it is a movie. I agree. Um, so, I would rather read the book, if I couldn't read the book, Peter Jackson's trilogy. And I guess this would be bottom of the ladder. That's fair. I think it would be the same for me, but I'm really looking forward to watching the live-action movies. Yeah. And I do have them extended, so there's extra stuff. 
I haven't watched the extended ones. No. I watched what's on HBO Max, and it's not the extended no, ones. We probably should remedy that. Whew. Okay, so to wrap things up, uh, I don't remember if this was on air or not, but we talked about the fact that Leonard Nimoy, that's right, Leonard Nimoy of Star Trek fame, mm-hmm. Mr. Spock himself, did a song called The Ballad of Bilbo Baggins. And we're going to try this. If it doesn't work, we can cut it out. But this is going to be Tyler's first time experiencing Leonard Nimoy's um, Ballad of Bilbo, Bilbo Baggins. And I'm going to cast it to the TV here in the fortress. And we're just going to react to this live as, as we watch it. Okay? So please, out there, YouTube it. Leonard Nimoy, Ballad of Bilbo Baggins. Watch along with us, won't you? And here we go. Oh my god. In the fable of the earth, in the land of Shire, it's a brave little hobbit whom we all admire. With his long wooden height, fuzzy pretty toes, he lives in a hobbit hole and everybody knows him. Bilbo, Bilbo. People in the 60s were really excited about hobbits. Good lord. They're doing a whole dance and everything. They're all in like different colors, like old Nickelodeon game shows. I hope that's shows. not their impression of a hobbit. They're doing like this weird little... Sounds like he's trying to do Johnny and Elvis combined. Wow, he's got he's really close to this lady here. Yes, he is. They're wearing pointy ears. They are doing a hobbit dance. I don't understand the dancing. And three trolls, actually, not just one troll. Sing it later, Nimoy. Bilbo Baggins. Hobbit He was the bravest little hobbit. There we go. And there's some... Lord of the Rings Live action footage. Lord of the Rings Someone's edited in. in Thank you YouTube Yeah You could drink your fancy It's hands. funny that Bilbo wasn't in any of yeah, that Yeah I know It was Frodo and Mary Pippin Leonard Nimoy Ballad of Bilbo Baggins We haven't seen Bilbo once in this just these girls dancing high. and Leonard Nimoy singing to him, And he looks like Spock. Yeah. And there that you was have it. odd. That's like two and a half minutes of my life that I... It, it was, but aren't you so glad you've experienced it now and you can talk about it's it? It's kind of like I said about the animated uh, Hobbit is... Every Lord of the Rings fan should experience it once. This is the thing that goes to the bottom of the list. Yeah. Is that what you're telling me? The, uh, everyone should experience it once. And now, that's at the bottom. That's under the animated. If yeah. you had to learn about Bilbo through Leonard the book, song. the live-action movies, the animated film, or Leonard Nimoy's song. He's the bravest little hobbit of them all. How would you learn it? Well, I can tell you the song's at the bottom. <laughs> I now have something that's worse than the animated movie. 
Well, I'm glad I was here to thank you to move the animated movie up on the up on the list. <laughs> up on the list. Now, I have a, a challenge for you. Oh no! Name Can't. all the dwarves. Is <laughs> How that did it? you know? I just had a feeling. Okay, I'm gonna look at me and closing my computer. Okay. okay. Yeah, you are. Oh gosh. Okay. Thorin. Dwalin, Balin. Feely, Keely, Ori, Dory, Nori, Biffer, Bofer, Bomber. Uh, have I said Thorin already? Mm-hmm. Uh, did I say Bomber? Mm-hmm. Uh, Nori, Ori, Feely, Keely, Balin, Dwalin, Biffer, Bofer, Bomber. How many am I leaving out? One. One? Yeah. Let me try again. Dwalin, Balin, Biffer, Bofer, Bomber, Nori, Dory, Ori, Owen, Glowin! Glowin! Glowin. Uh, Gimli's father! Alright. It's like of all the ones you missed, you missed Gimli's dad. Owen Glowin. That's how I should have known that. Yeah. Alright, so I did it, right? Yes. Hey! Hey! That was good. And I love that part of the live action of when, okay, let's see who else here. Nori, Nori, Dory, Philly, Killy. Roll call. Uh, it's great. It's great. This has been fun. Yeah. I'm so looking forward to Dude, talking I'm, about the live I am, action movies. I got through this. Okay. <laughs> this will be a lot a lot better. This this will be it'll be a lot easier moving forward. A lot more excitement. I'm sure. A lot more. Uh because you will probably hear the story. I love these stories. You met uh the pale orc. Oh yeah. Also aka Deathstroke in the Arrowverse. Yeah, I met him and I Manu met... Bennett. Whichever dwarf it was, the young one that stood up and said, I'm not afraid, I'll give him yeah. something right up yeah. his jacksy. Because he's also played uh, three different orcs in all three movies. No, that was uh, that was another one. I met That's a different one. dwarf. I can't remember. Jared Bro- Brophy? Brophy is his Brophy. name? Brophy. He was one of the dwarves. I think he was the one that had the three little hair mm-hmm. do things. You know what I'm talking about? Like two on the side and one in the middle. And he played one of the ring wraiths, and he played the ward that fell off the cliff with Aragorn. Mm-hmm. You know, took a little, took a little jump over the ledge. Yeah, that one. And he did a couple of other things, I think. Uh, so I thought one of them also played the. What about the legs? Oh, maybe he was that. Yeah, uh, they don't need those. Grishnak. Grishnak. Yeah, it might have been him too. He did a lot of things in the original trilogy, and then the young guy that did yeah. the brought up his jacksy. I think that's. I think there's only Why two of them. Jaxie? Yeah. So and we will get to hear Azog. that story about, Azog was interesting. about meeting Azog the Defiler's Dugash. He was something else. Yeah. I'm excited for that. I'm excited to get into the live action. Uh, nerds, thank you so much. We are very happy to be back. Very excited. We are going to continue the month of September celebrating Bilbo's birthday and Hobbit month here at 30 and Nerdy Podcast. So take the time. Uh, tune in. And as we said, every Lord of the Rings fan, even if you're a part-time fan, should at least experience the 1977 animated Hobbit at least once just in your once, life. Just try it. Just try it. Um, and if you absolutely hate it, uh, Josh's email is... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Send your H with NerdyJD1. Yes, on nerdy, at NerdyJD1 on Twitter. I'll take it. Uh, speaking of that, social media, the easiest way to find us is go to go to 30andnerdypodcast.com. Go to the directory. All of our social medias are there. 
So that is the quickest and easiest way to find us. While you're there, take the time to peruse the website, get to know the nerds of 30 and Nerdy, uh, look up some of the past episodes, nerd words, things like that. Friends of the show, uh, we have uh, about got it caught up to um, doing this little special thing, friends of the show, like people who have been on the show formerly uh, as either a guest host, like Rev, yeah. all the way to Claire, who's been in two episodes, and I'll have Beth and you know the rest of the Council of Nerds. So we're going to be still constantly changing the website uh, throughout the next uh, coming weeks. So it will be under construction for a little bit, but you can still find our social medias there. Um, Juice, it's been fun. Great, great time. As Very exciting. Watch the Hobbit trilogy, people, so you can stay up to date with us. Send us your questions. Send us your thoughts on the Hobbit trilogy as we dive into them. And if you have seen the 1977, let us know. Let us know what your thoughts. Thirty and Nerdy Pod. Yeah, David Horton. Johnny has the keys. Johnny has the keys. David Horton. Uh, Check out that podcast, especially if you're into sci-fi and horror. Uh, So, thirtynerdypod at gmail.com. Let us know your thoughts on The Hobbit. Which one do you like better, Lord of the Rings or The Hobbit? Why? Why not? Answer those questions. Answer them right now. Yes. Uh, For uh, the doctor of nerdonomics himself, Josh Davis. I'm Tyler Mack, your Duke of Nerds. Stay classy. Stay nerdy. Take care of one another. And most important, take care of yourselves. Cheers to you, nerds. Bye-bye. And to take us out of the show, here is Beth Crowley with her new hit single, In the End. I don't